Welcome to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, the show that proves if it's a fit, it's a fact. I'm your host, revolutionary sales coach, Alicia Barr, the creator of the Matchmaker Sales Method. If you're a done-for-you service provider who's ready to grow your profits and impact without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else, then this is for you. So today, this episode is one of the short ones, and we're going to talk about a proprietary method I have called pitch weaving. And pitch weaving has made a massive difference for anyone who implements it. It shifts a sales conversation into a regular conversation that doesn't feel like it's about sales at all. Instead, it feels like an expert guiding you to the decision that's in your best interest. And really, a lot of times people forget they're even having a sales call because it's so natural and seamless. And there have been times when I explain this and people say, oh, it's just a conversation. And I'm like, yeah, which is what sales should be. And I understand that some people naturally do this in their sales conversations. And if that's you, amazing. However, most people don't because the strategies that are taught around sales are the opposite of natural. They make it very unnatural, right? So the the strategy you're normally taught is a kind of interrogation in the very beginning, this rapid fire Q&A. And as the seller, you're told not to say anything. You're not allowed to talk other than asking the question. You're supposed to just let the prospect talk. And If you think about a regular conversation, that's weird. (laughs) Usually when somebody gives you an answer to a question you had, you have some feedback on that answer and like a conversation happens instead of you just going to the next question. Because depending on how many questions you have, and you you definitely don't want to be asking any more than 10 because that just gets really tired for the prospect. Like, when is this going to be over? Um, But either way, even when it's less than that, To the prospect, they're giving you these answers and you're not giving them any feedback. And they're thinking, I mean, was it a good answer? Was it a bad answer? Was it what you expected? Like, am I going to live, doc? Tell me, right? So it makes a big difference to share that feedback and it allows you to have more trust and transparency to ask more questions, first of all. Second of all, it's going to allow the person to retain something about your offer that relates to them much more powerfully than if you save that information for the pitch that occurs at the end of the conversation. So most of the time people do this Q&A interrogation and then they have this extended section where it's just the seller talking and they've been taking notes the whole time on the person's answers, right? And they customize the pitch to the prospect's answers. However, there's a lot of information you're covering in that 10 minute block or whatever it is that you're the only person talking, it's really hard for them to retain everything that you're saying, especially because it feels like you're pitching. So when it feels like you're pitching, I mean, think about you as a buyer, you're like the, you know, the seller gets to the pitch and do you lean in and listen and hang on every word? Probably not. You probably lean back and are like, okay, I'm going to half listen because they're going to try to exaggerate it and make it sound really amazing. And I'm really just waiting for them to stop talking so I can ask questions and poke holes in all the things I heard them not say in their pitch because they're trying to pull one over on me and I know there's stuff they're not mentioning and I'm not going to get caught and blah, 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 right? So if you pitch weave during the discovery section, this doesn't happen because 
they're not expecting you to be selling during the discovery section. So their guard is down and they're able to actually hear you. And since you're mentioning information about your offer in relation to the answer they just gave you, they're able to retain what's different about your offer much better than you listing the 10 things about your offer or whatever. And they have to remember all of them, right? So the other thing is this allows you to proactively overcome objections. So when you're giving these bite-sized insights on what's happening in their problems, why they're not able to solve it or whatever, and how you can make that solution happen easier, faster, et cetera, you're able to uncover if there are objections before you just get to the end of the call. Because if you just ask questions and don't give any feedback, and then you pitch for 10 minutes, you better hope that pitch is bang on. Because if it's not, there's going to be objections. And everybody's tired at the end of the call and they want to go. And there's just a lot of heavy lifting. So Pitch weaving really takes the pressure off this big, like, dun da da da, and here's the pitch. Like, it doesn't feel like that for you as the seller, and it doesn't feel like that for the prospect. And it's not like, oh my God, this is my only opportunity to understand what the hell is going on, right? Because you have, when you pitch weave, you've been talking about it the entire conversation. So then the quote unquote pitch section is really just crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And people move forward much faster. They say yes much easier. They have a much clearer understanding. They have less objections. They trust you more. There are so many benefits to it. So I'll give you an example of what this sounds like. In the discovery section, you should be asking questions that are going to uncover information that is specific to your offer that's really helpful. And obviously, those differ depending on the offer. Don't be using the same, like, what, what are your revenue goals and why haven't you reached them questions that everybody's asking, okay? Please ask some stuff specific to you. Um, and whenever they give you their answer, you're going to want to offer empathy and an insight that positions you as an expert. An insight that gives them an aha moment that allows them to understand why they find themselves in the situation that they're in, for example, which naturally sells you without you having to try. So it's important to note that a lot of people get confused on what empathy actually is. So it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Does that, does that make you want to work with somebody? No, probably not. Right. It's also not relating. Um, so this relating is great to do in a conversation. It's just not empathy. So saying, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. Oh, I do that too. I've experienced that too. That doesn't make anybody want to work with you, right? So empathy is a feeling. It's a feeling word. And the power of empathy is making somebody feel seen and heard, which just so rarely happens as a human and is such a beautiful gift to give someone. When someone feels like they've been seen and heard, they feel relief. They feel like if you understand them, then you understand how to help them. And then in addition to the empathy, when you give the insight that they didn't realize is the reason why they find themselves in this situation, then they believe that you can definitely get them out of the situation, right? And I'll give you an example of what it sounds like without empathy and what it sounds like with empathy. So you can hear the difference yourself. So 
let's say that it's an offer about VA services. Um, and so in the questions they ask, have you ever, have you ever brought on a VA before or anyone on your team who's, who's helped fill the gaps for you in any way? And how was the experience? And they say, well, yeah, I have. And it was really difficult because they weren't doing things the way they were supposed to. And I wasn't sure how to address it with them. I tried and they didn't seem to understand the message. And so things just went really badly and I had to let them go. Now, if you were just going to do it, well, if you were going to do it with empathy and insight, you would say, yes, that can make you feel really uncomfortable when you have to tell someone that, you know, this is not personal but this is not up to the standard that I need. And this is the standard that I need. That can be, that can feel like a really uncomfortable situation. And when it's not addressed, then resentment grows between both of you, right? And you're paying someone and not getting the result you need. And that grows resentment. That's empathy, right? And the reason, I mean, we found uh, that a lot of times this is happening because there are cultural differences. Let's say it's an international VA. And the difference, it makes a huge difference to have a middle person who's managing that communication. So when somebody is not performing a task the way that you want, they can step in and communicate that with the VA instead of you having to manage that uncomfortable conversation. Because they're, the middleman is familiar with the culture and how to talk to them. And it's not as charged coming from their quote unquote boss. So you've given them this little insight into what they can do that will make a difference. And they're like, aha, that would be amazing. I would love to never have anything to do with that, right? And then you can go into the next question. So when you have that empathy and insight and it's specifically brought up after they explain something like a bad experience, then they're able to retain much easier, oh, they have a middleman who's gonna help me manage this person. So I don't have to deal with uncomfortable stuff and it's not going to go on longer than it should. Instead of you mentioning in your pitch, this piece along with 10 other pieces, you mentioned that you had a, bit, a, a problem with your VA before and, and having uh, uncomfortable conversations and it went on too long and you have to like reference the whole freaking uh, comment just to tell them this part of your offer. And then you're also telling them a bunch of other stuff. So I hope you can see how it's going to help the prospect retain what you're saying much more and it's going to be more helpful to them and it takes the heavy lifting off of the pitch right it's an exchange and then you get to ask the next question it's just individually discussed there instead of discussed with all the other things that are cool about your offer okay so the same question and i'm going to give you an example of it without insight so Let's say that the, you know, they said, well, it was really difficult. I didn't know how to talk to them. I tried. They didn't understand me. And so it went on for a while and I just ended up doing everything and I was still paying them. And so it was a really bad experience. Yeah, it makes a big difference when there's a middleman who is managing that difficult conversation, especially when there are different cultures involved. If the middleman knows and understands the cultural differences, they're able to take the pressure off of you figuring that out. And you don't have to do anything, it just gets improved and it's not put off by any amount of time either. You just, they take care of it immediately. 
So do you see that like the empathy and insight felt different? It felt less like selling, right? If you do just the insight, it feels a lot like you're selling. So you don't do this at after every question. It is something that you do when it's like, it doesn't feel forced, right? I can't tell you how often I review calls and somebody explains like how chaotic their business is and how badly they need operations process and that everybody's just, you know, flying by the seat of their pants and overwhelmed. And instead of being like, wow, that's a really difficult place to be in. <laughs> they just go on to the next question. And it's like, this person just kind of spilled their guts to you. Like, let them know, like, hey, I hear you. I see you. It's okay. This is going to be better. We know how to fix this. It's not a problem. I know where you are. I know how bad it sucks. And I know exactly how to fix it is essentially the message. I also call it hope selling. So it's like, we're not pretending that the pain and challenges don't exist. They exist. And we want to talk about that. And we also want to talk about how exciting it is now that it's not going to be like that anymore. And I can't wait for you to feel the relief that you will feel when we work together. So it's something that I see people do all the time. They just sort of like glaze over the empathy piece and it makes a huge difference. And again, you don't want to do just empathy either. It's really about empathy and an insight that's going to give the other person an aha or an oh shit kind of moment. And I hope you can see that if this is woven throughout the discovery section, that person's sold on you before they you even get to the pitch, really, you know? So it's a game changer. It's something that takes practice. It's something that I work on with you and show you how to do in detail when we work together. But I hope this gives you a good idea of how it could feel and if it feels like it would be more aligned with how you want to do sales. And if it does, then please book a sales level up call. It's in the show notes and we'll identify the top three opportunities in your strategy you can adjust to immediately increase your sales conversation. This has been the Sales is Not a Dirty Word podcast, where we show you how to convert up to 80% of your sales meetings without pressure pitching or pretending to be someone else. And thank you all for listening. I will see you next time.